It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Let's get to our next guest on the Mowers Club. Keep the year Nas coming in. A beauty from Jace has just come in. We'll read it out in a moment. But Sam Hargraves is joining us. He's the host of Off the Tee with Nick Ahern and calls for AFL Nation and Big Bash Nation. So he's all over absolutely everything. Well, not, maybe not so, Sam, because you, you're new to the world of fatherhood, I'm hearing. Is that true? That uh, certainly is, Adam, Nick. Morning, boys. Is it morning? I wouldn't have a clue what time of the day it is, <laughs> what actual day it is, where I am, what's going on. So bear with me. What's, bear with me. So no I, one prepares you for it, do they? No. No, I liken first-up parenthood to the opening set of six in Origin. You know you're going to get smashed. you just got to try and deal with it and get through it. <laughs> How? What's the thing that has jumped out of nowhere at you that you didn't really expect? Um. Apart from the temper text, I'm not used to having people just uh, someone just screaming at me uh, nonstop and for no apparent reason when I'm just there trying to do my job. And this job, though, uh, instead of just trying to talk sport on the radio, is just trying to change a nappy. Uh, mm. And so I've just got no idea why I'm being verbally berated in the manner that I am. But uh, no, look, it's a beautiful thing. It's 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 tough. It's it's testing. It's tiring. But it's just those couple of moments a day when the the kid looks up at you melt your heart and uh, you wouldn't want to be anywhere else uh, in the world. So it's um, no one quite prepares you for it. You listen to people tell you. And it's one of those things that until you actually experience it, you've got no idea um, how yeah. tough, but just how beautiful it is. Yeah, a little nugget for you, Sam. When they sleep, you sleep. Yeah. You just, you've got to find, even if you've got some work on, babies asleep, you sleep. You just got to. Well, that's a good, that's, I'm trying to do that with the, the beautiful partner, Evie, because she's a superhero. So as much as I'm whinging, what I'm going through is um, about a nostril hair's worth of um, what she has, the bulk of the work that she has done and then the incredible uh, work that she has done in getting us to this point so far. So, um, yeah, that, that, trust expert, me, that so. sympathy wears out too, mate. I'll talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone trots out that line. That's like saying it's a fast pool. Everyone trots out that line, but let me see when you're in the trenches again in another month. You're like, oh, I don't care what you went through. Go down there and get that bottle ready. <laughs> might, um, might, might, might just take your speaker, boys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Sam, the golf. So everyone around the golf world, and it's brought in others who aren't so interested in golf to, to try and decipher what exactly is going on with Live Golf. Um, can you see it coming together? Can you see a negotiation taking place where all of a sudden they're, they're all under the one umbrella again and, and coexisting at all? Or is that just not on the radar at the moment? It's, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, this... This tournament, the third tournament on the Live Golf Tour, is actually happening at uh, Donald Trump's course in Bedminster, which has brought up a whole lot of um, controversy in and of itself. But this is the course that was actually stripped by the PGA of the uh, the PGA Championship for this year after the Jan 6 insurrection. So 
it's got a little bit of uh, history there as well. And Donald Trump's history in sport is not a great one. Uh, anything he goes near actually sort of falls on its ass. Mm-hmm. Um, he believes, though, that they're going to merge eventually. Now, at the moment, they couldn't be further apart. Um, 21, I think, of the world's top 100 players are playing in this live golf. It's 12 teams of 48 players. Um, the, the third event of it. But for the time being, yes, they're splashing a ton of cash, like billions of dollars is being spent. Greg Norman has managed to get some big-name players there. But they don't have a TV rights deal. They don't have ranking points. Um, at the moment, if you want to play majors, you've got to be in the top 50 in the world, as we know. Until they get ranking points, then it's not as big a threat, I don't think, as as people might believe. It's only whether, though, that if they start to get ranking points, so that means that these players can still play majors, um, which at the moment they can because they're still maintaining their ranking because it hasn't been around long enough. If things like that start to happen, I think you might see um, potentially the possibility of, um, of, of some talks, some peace talks, but... At the moment, I think they're a long way off that. The LPGA, though, has said that they are open to a conversation with Greg Norman. The money differentials between the LPGA and the PGA are getting narrower, but they're still a long way away. The majors, you know, um, Minji Lee got $2 million, um, for her major win recently. There's about a million win in the Evian. A million bucks was handed out there. But that, the money... It's it's a tough, it's such a nuanced thing, boys. The money is so life changing and could be so transformative for some of these athletes that you understand why it's just too just too enticing to say no to, despite where the money's coming from and then what their moral objections to that might be. Sam, have you felt that the 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 yeah, the social comment and the sentiment has started to change a little bit when everyone's going, oh, if Cam Smith and Adam Scott, then we're going to get more of these bigger players coming down and, and playing in Australia than the, the local people around here going, oh, that's not a bad idea. And then the other one I heard that people are uh, are excited about, if you have a, a, a the shotgun start of the men's in the morning and then you get the, the LPGA, the women's in the afternoon and, and co-existing like that tournament, that's got appeal to, to golf people as well. I think Australia is a very different proposition when it comes to the way interviews live because for golf fans in Australia, and if you've been a lifelong golf fan, I mean, Greg Norman's fight with the PGA has been a lifelong fight as well. And for those who have lived through that, um, you understand that that the PGA has given Australia nothing. I mean, we we don't get anything from them. And and it takes, you know, whether it be President's Cups or Ryder Cups or things like that to bring the best golfers in the world to Australia. We rely on the goodwill of our Australian players you know, Lucas Herbert, who's in the top 50, Bendigo boy, um, he's going to come back and play the Australian summer. Cam Smith has talked about the fact that he might too. The world number two just won the, the 150th Open Championship. So we rely on the goodwill of those players to come out because we've been given nothing in terms of uh, first-class events from the PGA. So for Australians and golf fans in Australia tend to look upon live a little bit more favorably. I don't want to speak for everybody whilst also acknowledging again, um, where the money comes from, the uh, human rights atrocities that the Saudi regime have, have been uh, guilty of. But when it comes to just golf, if you just look at it from the golf point of view, the idea that 21 of the world's top 100 might come out here um, for golf fans, that's um, something that they've never had before. Big bash. And along the same uh, lines of, money and where everyone's going to end up based on money. David Warner, as we sit here right now in the cold uh, 
months of winter, looking ahead to the summer, where do you think David Warner will be playing T20 cricket in January? Oh, well, at the moment, he's asked for the release. Um, he And that's been met with some criticism from certain sections of the cricket media. His, his wife has jumped to his defence as, as, as Candace does, which, is, which you would expect nothing less. Um, staunchly loyal and and, uh, and flew the flag for, for Dave. Um, this is, I, I suppose, we, we we always feared that what might happen if we continue not to create a big bash season that doesn't have our best players playing in. Um, and I think Cricket Australia might have been a little bit naive to the fact that this might have been coming. Um, the Indian IPL franchises are buying up franchises in all the T20 tournaments around the world. The new South African tournament, they own all of them. And they own teams in the Caribbean. So when you sign up for a Big Bash franchise now, you might not just be signing up for the IPL. You might be signing up to go to where David Warner wants to go, the UAE or whether it be South Africa, to play in these other tournaments. It's up to Cricket Australia now whether they want to grant him that release. But it's, it's easier said than done just to say no. Adam Gilchrist has been really strong on SEN to say that they, they need to make a stand here, but they need to make it worth David Warner's while to stay uh, and to play. Uh, in the Big Bash League, sign him up for a long-term deal, make him the face of the franchise, which upsets some people who still have memories of Sandpaper Gate in their mind. Um, but the, it seems, and I don't know what you boys reckon, that, that God, cricket is on a precipice at the moment. I mean, this is landscape changing what the IPL franchises are doing. And, and in a lot of sports, sometimes you do follow the money. I mean, we've just been speaking about Liv. How, how big an influence can this have on, on people's desire and how they want to play their cricket. Do you want to be playing it week in, week out, all around the world? Um, or, or do you want a bit more freedom in when, when and where you play? Um, that'll be up to the, each professional player. You know, Chris Lynn hasn't signed up for a Big Bash franchise yet. I think he's eyeing off the fact that um, there's these other T20 franchises around the world. Uh, I know I'm going a long way around asking a question. I honestly don't know. But yeah. I think it's a much bigger story than maybe we we believe at the moment, as I said, this is landscape changing stuff. And for the first time ever, not the first time ever, because we see IPL players have to do it. Players are going to have to make a, a big choice about it. It's not just, do I forgo my Australian duties for a couple of weeks to play IPL, but do I forgo my Australian duties for a summer to make, again, transformative, life-changing money elsewhere? Yeah, it feels like it's the the big shift and big decisions need to be made to kind of that will shape the next 10, maybe 20 years of, of cricket. So we'll see how it plays out. And the decisions that you make right now in the first six months of a child's life, Sam, will shape their life. So make <laughs> choose wiles, wisely. That's what we're saying. But you call a bit of footy as well this afternoon for, for SEN. Look forward to that, mate. And thanks for joining us on the Mowers Club. I appreciate it, boys. Always love the show and love having a chat to you. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, mate. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.